0: Well, good morning, welcome to the show. I have now finally, after a pretty epic journey, but no one's getting the tiny violins out, arrived in Lexington, Kentucky, where it is uh, dawn. Dawn is breaking, it is cold but crisp, and we're set for a, a fair day here, this uh, Breeders' Cup Eve, and fair, generally speaking, through the weekend here in central Kentucky. A possibility of a little shower is creeping into the forecast on Saturday. Standing out here watching track work, um, in perfect conditions for these horses this morning. Uh, the dirt is fast, the turf is firm, and you can see a raft of connections out here in front of the Breeders' Cup breakfast, right on the lawn, on the apron. And just uh, to my right here... I'm all right, thank you very much. Just to my right here, I see uh, trainer George Papadromi. Papa George, good to see you. You've got American Theorem running in the sprint this year. Yes, um how, how hopeful are you that he provide you with a, a breakthrough Breeders' Cup success?
1: Very hopeful. I mean, um, it's been exciting uh, meet with him so far. I mean, uh, he will want the... Uh Ben Crosby and uh, got him qualified to be in the British Cup and um, looking forward to it and um, so far so good.
0: The Ben Crosby the winning you're in at Del Mar and you're based in in Southern California how are you enjoying your your week in Kentucky I can see you've got two or three coats on
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I mean uh, so far so good with the weather here too so we're lucky so far hopefully fingers crossed it stays like this and um, yeah looking forward to it yep
0: now, we've known each other quite a while, but for those of my listeners who are unfamiliar with the work of George Papadromou, uh, it has been a, a pretty special 2022 for you, hasn't it? You've taken things up to a, to a new level. H- how come? Yeah,
1: Nick, um, I mean, you know, like I said, I, so far, like I said, uh, we had a great meet this meet in Dolma and Santa Anita, uh, pick up some new, new owners, new horses and all that, and uh, we're doing good, you know, we're doing good, and we're on a few uh, great one races, and we um, doing great.
0: And this horse American theorem what what setup does he need to make him a proper player in, in one of the Breeders' Cup's most, most prestigious and one of its oldest races
1: um, I would like to see you know a little pace out there so I can sit right off him pretty much um, I mean he's a horse that you can do whatever you want with him and um, like I said we just we don't want to change anything with him but uh, hopefully there's a little speed out there and sit right off him and uh, go from there
0: I like to hit the ground running on this podcast this horse is available at double figure odds back home if you had those placed in front of you would be would you be uh, would you be getting your wallet out yes sir <laughs> i mean
1: yeah yeah i mean like i said he's doing great right now he's in his top form right now i can't be any uh, like i said i can't be any more confident okay, more confident the way he's right now coming to the Bruce cup and um yeah yeah we're doing great
0: well that's how we wanted to start this show today i want to arrive at keeneland hit the ground get a tip big odds for you to back so i've found it i hope in the breeders cup spread american theorem i will be back here uh, at keeneland in just a few moments time with some more connections well back here at keeneland i'm alongside gary young who's worn a number of of hats extremely successfully during a, a long career in this game and has most recently become celebrated for buying some very good horses chiefly for Amir Zidane who owns Tabor who's uh, probably around about third favorite now for the for the Breeders' Cup Classic all the attentions on Flightline, Gary in any normal year um they'd be talking up Tabor as a possible winner of this race what do you think?
2: It's a hell of a year to have a three-year-old taken on an older horse. When you're taking on that older horse, um, I've seen Flightline train for a long time, and he's acts like a very special animal. He's an aggressive horse that uh, you know likes to likes to get it on from the get-go. Um, this is his sternest test. I, I, I'm a huge Flightline fan, but it's. No disrespect to the horses he's ran against so far, but he's taken on a whole different kettle of fish this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, most people anticipate him to pass it with flying colors, and it wouldn't be surprised—I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Um, you know, it's a—it's a—it's a really classic field. We got some two really good three-year-olds, or perhaps more, but. In epicenter and Tabor, you have two really good three-year-olds stepping up to try to take on the older horses at this year. And in, in some respects, it's kind of like last year, where Flightline has taken the place of Knicks Go, and Epicenter and Tabor are taking the spots of Medina Spirit and Essential Quality and Hot Ride Charlie. So that's that's kind of what this the Breeders' Cup Classic is on a yearly basis. Um, you know, we're going to see, I mean, obviously the first half mile of the race is going to be rather key as to how fast they go and what, what, what who was where and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it is a very compelling race, let's put it that way. What's, what's the best that you can hope for, do you think? As far as Taba goes, we'd like to see a half in about forty-six with the uh, flight line, and and, and and life is good going out there. Absolutely nuts! And us getting a, a a nice trip in in third or fourth, and and him kicking in like he did in the in the Penn Derby. We think he's uh, I think he's improving all along, um, and he'll need to. But uh, he's he's a tremendously talented horse in. Uh, we just think as long as everything stays healthy uh we just hope that uh you know that he will continue to be a, uh an improving horse and uh the owners the owners just sidled up to us i know he is i know he is he's
0: he's looking he's looking lean and fit for the assignment as well i mean no i have a this is long, long owner. owner of Tabor. <laughs> how are you feeling about it amir well, we're, I mean, we're, we're climbing a mountain here. We've got great horses, and I think our horse is, is in the best shape. So we just need to hope that we're lucky and uh, everything works out well. Still feel good to be here? Absolutely. Amazing. It's a bit chilly, but it's nice. <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you. Best of luck, Gary. Thanks so much for talking to me. Well, time now to get an overview of what's been happening in UK, Ireland, Europe, and I'm sure with a thought or two on the Breeders' Cup as well. And time for me to say good morning, good evening, wherever I am, uh, to Lydia, <laughs> to Lydia, which I have not been able to do for for a little while. Um, But Lydia, it is very good to catch up and there's an awful lot to look forward to over the next few days.
3: Really, very, very much so. Where are you in the world, Nick?
0: I am now in Lexington, Kentucky. I am in Lexington, Kentucky. It is 5.31am my time as I talk to you. So by my calculation with um, daylight savings or uh, clocks going back in Britain last week, you should be four hours in front of me. That's the theory. Is it 9.30 with you?
3: It is 9.30, correct. Well done. Phew. My, um, bra- my are brain you, is working. Are you wide- are you wide staring awake or are you propping your eyelids open with matchsticks?
0: I'm fine, actually. There were bits of the ridiculous journey from Melbourne via LA and Chicago where I was really, really struggling. But I was reassured that on the on the last leg of the flight, I was sitting next to Wayne Lorden, who went all the way to Melbourne for his horse point and appeared to be scratched. And w- Wayne Lorden um, looked like I felt. So I'm <laughs> given that he's much fitter, younger and generally healthier than me, I, I was quite sort of slightly reassured by that.
3: <laughs> it does. It does sound reassuring. Um, I am looking forward to seeing you at Cheltenham next week and hearing all about Melbourne, which is somewhere I've never been. I've never been to Australia, so I'm really interested in uh, your experiences there. It sounds like it was great.
0: I will will flesh this out next week, but I will tell you um, that you would love it because. Uh, there, There is so much that is clearly done for the punter and for the spectator. It is a, the things that struck me on course, a much more modern betting experience, just modern looking, feeling, user-friendly, customer-friendly, screens, data, etc. E- even when there's lines of, of bookies in front of you, uh, you can see all the horses in the paddock because they don't have anybody in there, which again, is quite nice, but the owners aren't deprived of their experience because they've got their own special area, all sorts of things like that. Um, and just the feel the vibe like the way the place is put together the care and attention that goes into it lots of big pluses appreciate it's their biggest day and I'm sure not everything's as great as that but
3: sounds like that's done very well indeed oh uh, yeah that 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 sounds really interesting i look forward to talking more about that but we have more pressing things uh, ahead do don't we
0: we do i just want to touch First of all, on um, it's something that we'll be exercising people back home, which is the small entry for one of the most important races, or the most important race before Christmas in the in the calendar in Britain um, by grade. Anyway, the Grade One Betfair Chase, which has seen great horses like Corto Star dominate it, uh, Bristol Demay and Q Card, and so forth in recent seasons, just six, and we've still got what two weeks to go before the race.
3: Yeah, um, I think uh, it's lots of things. I mean, Dan Skelton is uh, quoted in the paper today saying that you can only bring these top horses to a peak for the kind of um, battles that they face in modern times, you know, maximum of twice a year. There's the dominance of Cheltenham, there's the fact that this is early closing and maybe that has some kind of impact, but I'm looking at the list and I'm wondering who else would you expect to be there? I know that uh, Paul Nicholls said on the pod to Tom that Long Presse is an obvious one. I suppose that is really, I mean obviously Venetia Williams has got Royal Pagai in there, but you know, what happens if you know, God forbid, something happens to Royal Pagai between now and, and, and that race, but um, I, I think probably it wouldn't have suited to hoisting you i can see why they've planned to go elsewhere brave man's games already started Clandersobo once bitten twice shy other horses within britain certainly aren't necessarily you know, up to this or haven't shown themselves to be. And, you know, if you're Irish, why would you send the horse over to take on the Gold Cup winner and the horse that uh, put up such a magnificent performance in the Betfair Chase this time last year in a Plutar? So I think it's kind of a reflection of the state of play as well as perhaps some of the other factors that others have mentioned.
0: Uh, any suggestion that, um, or any merit in the suggestion that uh, it shouldn't be an early closer, that you can leave your options open to the last minute?
3: I think you might get a a handicapper who might be very much in the mood at that time. Who is um, improving, going really well, likes conditions, likes Haydock. You might get one, maximum two of those, perhaps, perhaps in that race. Also, you know, you know, things might look different to to some people, and they might, uh, you know, and, and having uh, got the opportunity to just pop one in, um, sort of nearer the time, might be more attractive. So I, c- I can see, I can see the argument for it with with um, such an an early season Grade One.
0: This, of course, will be a food for thought for however the new governance structure of British racing is drawn up. It seems as though we're we're getting somewhere with this. Just reading Bill Barber's piece in the Racing Post yesterday. Lydia, what's your intel saying to you in terms of when we can expect something to be published by the BHA? Or I shouldn't say the BHA, should I? By the industry wide bodies.
3: Absolutely. Quite correct. Uh all in a row these days, ducks. Um, I, my my um, understanding is that yes, like Bill says, it, it is imminent that we will see um, this governance structure published this month. Um, as Bill has written, uh, it's got to be approved by the RCA, but the expectation seems to, that's the Racecourse Association in Britain, the expectation seems to be um, that it will go through. There's been a meeting of the commercial committee already, a sort of shadow version of it, just to see how that would work. discussion on structure seems to have been um concluded and then we've we've gone to the difficult bit which is agreeing a long-term strategy and obviously you know you know everything is in these things is are good in theory um but you know when you actually start getting down to the nitty-gritty and some people have got to got to give um that's when it gets difficult
0: So it seems as though, Lydia, there's a BHA leadership in uh, Joe Sommerer-Smith and Julie Harrington willing to grasp the nettle if they are given it. There are some conciliatory remarks from the the chairman of the Thoroughbred Group, Charlie Parker. Um, Does the Racecourse Association now need to look at its own structure?
3: Well, I think it does, um, to be honest, Um, because I don't think that the uh, Racecourse Association necessarily always works for all of its members and if you have a a situation whereby decisions consistently go a certain way then those uh, people who find that decisions go against them start to feel disenfranchised and we need to remember obviously that the RCA is a trade body it's not a commercial body it's a representative it's meant to be representative of their members and I, I think that you know at the moment they've got one member um one vote essentially and I think then they need to to find a way for their voting structure to be more reflective of the various inputs of race courses, individual race courses to the industry. Uh, I don't think that that would be just just one measure. There's got to be a a sophisticated weighting mechanism in which the input into the industry which should include not just betting turnover but also quality of racing investment into infrastructure as well you know how how much that they they are planning for the the race racing in the in the long term you know the attendances the the worth to um terrestrial television all of those things can be played in and a more representative structure i would think um could be could could come out the other end of this and i think you know given that you know the industry's had a look at the governance structure i think that kind of um, internal reflection can only be healthy for the Racecourse Association as well.
0: I know you'll, I know you'll want to, to give your thoughts on the Breeders' Cup, Lydia, which I know you're going to do at the end of this show. But let's talk a little bit about um, what's happening in the UK and Ireland this weekend uh, as as jumping very much takes centre stage.
3: Yes, um, I'm really looking forward to the Holden Gold Cup, which sees the return of a greener team. Um, and Paul Nichols has already um, told your listeners that he's going to be fitter this time around than he was when fourth in the race last year. He did hit the front four out um, uh, on that occasion and then went on to win um, the grade one at Tingle Creek. And of course, he was second to Shishkin beaten quite comprehensively in the Desert Orchid, but won at Sandown at the end of the season. He's uh, returned, um, having ha- had some issues with ulcers again, which I picked up from your pod with uh, Paul Nichols's conversation from Tom. So that's interesting. It suggests that he will be ready to go um dan skelton who who trains a uh, third time lucky putting on a first time um tongue tie to him um has pointed out that he goes well uh, when fresh and is expecting a big run i wonder whether the um accent on stamina is going to be completely up his street for me i think the dangers of greener teen is going to be primarily warlord who's running under the aus- auspices of joe tizard alone um rather than um jointly between him and him and his father um Uh, Colin, um, now that the the reins have been handed over to Joe. I think he... He could be interesting he stays well he was fourth in an arc or second in a manifesto i think he could be interesting i'm kind of expecting greener to win on the same card time hill is mm. making his novice chase debut, which is really interesting of course he and and 2021 won the grade one liverpool hurdle he's been three times in the frame in grade ones at the Cheltenham festival including when second in the stayers last march um and he's up against press your luck and flash Colange the former having already beaten the latter in the three-runner race at Chepstow this season. Sadly, this is just a three-runner novice chase, but how Time Hill translates his uh, his hurdling form to fences will be really interesting. So really strong card from Exeter.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that. And they've moved it to a Friday for the... Well, I, don't, I don't know whether it's the first time. Somebody will probably say, actually, it was run on a Friday in the 1950s or something. But anyway, latterly, it has been run <laughs> on Tuesday. It's now moved as part of this West, West Country weekend. That's um, it i was very partridge that wasn't it <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway um that's that that's what's happening uh in the uk this weekend more from lydia in a bit Well, obviously, the first person I wanted to run into here at Keeneland today was John Quinn, the trainer of Firefield Princess. You've beaten me to it by a good four or five days, John. Uh, have, you been, have you been enjoying it? Because this must be a very different experience this time around. Absolutely. Um, the, there's
4: been a great atmosphere here all week. Um, and it's building, building right up to, to First race Day tomorrow. Uh, it's very nice to be here.
0: And, I mean, <laughs> you came before with Safe Voyage, you came here with a little bit of a chance. Yeah. I and mean, this filly's obviously had all the attention, all the eyes on her. Every time she steps out onto the track, there's a bit of a, there's a, bit of a hubbub. How does it feel to be a part of that? Um, you can be honest. <laughs> we're, we're very pleased to have her,
4: really. Um, it, is bit, it, it is a bit nerve-wracking, but it's the same for everyone. Mm. Um, but she's travelled over well, and she, we've just ticked her over here. and. She's actually coming up to the track this morning just to have a canter on the grass at, at half nine.
0: And is that something you've been keen to do, to get her on the grass, get her so a feel the of that grass, grass under her feet? Yeah, and we light thought light 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 it's, light it's, it's such an amphitheatre here to just bring her up and let her light 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 see it. You know, we're, we're not going to gallop her, but we're just going to canter her. Yeah. Mm. And do, what's, the, what's the sort of regime like here? Are you just trying to keep her limbs moving, really, just keep the blood flowing? Absolutely.
4: She was fit getting on the plane... We haven't done any galloping here. We've just kept her ticking over. Uh, Keep it, yeah, keeping her going. She's eating well, which we're pleased about, and drinking well. So she never got dehydrated? No, no, she, no. um, And she's a good mare to look after herself, which is great. So, um, just... Let's hope she's a bit of luck and running. Just looking at the, the draw, that seems
0: to have been reasonably kind to you with Golden Pal, a couple to your inside? Absolutely. Uh, What's your outside, Yeah,
4: uh, Absolutely. Uh, very pleased with six. You know, you, you'll have enough room. They will be going very quick. Um, Golden Pal should be taking them along at a, at a mighty pace. So uh, we're hoping we're able to, uh, you know, get in get in our comfort zone and tag on to him.
0: John, there does seem to be something slightly unusual about her, Just watching her around the track, she just sort of... She's just got this this way of appearing totally relaxed and almost self contained.
4: You know, you you put in in a nutshell. we've been here all week watching her and every and other horses. And some horses are quite keen, and some horses are like her. And she just bobs away, bob, in her comfort zone, which is probably a,
0: um, a, a great asset. And to to come to Kentucky, and I know you've you've got. A um, lot of friends here, a lot of people you know from back home, big Irish community in Kentucky. It's a, it's a special place to be and to race a, a mare like her. Oh, it's very
4: special. It's, 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 it's a privilege to be here with a, with a, with a top-class horse. It's, it's an
0: absolute privilege. Now back to Europe now, and with a, an eye very much on the Tattersall's mare sale, and particularly the Elite Sceptre Session, I thought it well worth... Uh, checking in with trainer Paddy Toomey who's been a great friend to the podcast during the last year and that's because he's had so many good horses but an awful lot of them the females anyway are headed um, to go under the hammer and um, Paddy this is a this is as fine a collection from one yard as you could you could possibly imagine Lapetite, Petite Coco, Ross Carberry, Pearls Galore, Rumbles of Thunder that's a that's a hell of a group.
5: Yeah, we're lucky to have had good fillies all year for the last couple of seasons and they've come to the, you know, they've come to, to a point where they're they're going to go to the market. Um, I mean, Pearls Galore and Rumbles of Thunder are very much broodmare prospects. I think at this stage they have their racing done. and uh, But Le Petit Coco and Ross are being sold as horses in training with, with, you know, probably many miles left on the clock still. So, do you do
0: you specify how you want to sell them, or is it just right on the open market, and and the buyer can do what they want?
5: Well, Different owners have d- different strategies, you know, and um, <clears throat> uh, so we just cater for you know the horses as they come to us. In, in Pearl's case, she picked up a tiny little 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 injury in the when she won the matron, and that was the end of her career. Same with Rumbles of Thunder; she picked up a little a little fracture when she was beaten in the blanford stakes so that's her racing career finished whereas the other two are racing sound and they're at the end of their four-year-old year and you know like this time last year pearls galore stayed in training and she, she went down to group one victory at five so you know it's 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 very much up to the person who buys them what they decide to do and
0: say somebody bought la petite cocoa i mean argument's sake and said there you are paddy off you go have another year with her i guess you'd be pretty happy to do that
5: Oh, we'd love to you know she was good in the pretty poly and she ran a great race on ground it was a bit quicker for you know quicker than ideal for her maybe in in york against one of the greatest fillies we've seen in alpinista and it was trainer error there i ran her back a bit soon and she just put a lackluster performance maybe in the blanford stakes i just was too quick bringing her back and we decided at that point that we'd look after her with her future racing career in mind and if somebody bought her and decided to send her back to me i'd be delighted you know but her her, her in her particular case team valor is a syndicate syndicate based model and you know the there's a lot of owners involved and you know commercially and and whatnot it's a good time to offer to the market with racing and breeding potential for them
0: and, and i'm guessing as well you you understand and appreciate the need for owners to make sure their coffers are full so they can reinvest and it becomes a virtuous circle
5: absolutely look i mean i was a horse trader and 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 a professional before i was a trainer and you know it it's an expensive pastime having you know horses and obviously they get to a stage in their career where they're highly valuable and and you know from the owner's point of view they might want to you know cash in and 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 reinvest in new stock and look we go to the sales every year and try to reinvest in yearlings and i think we bought 40 there at the yearling sales or 35 something like that so you know new faces and hopefully that some of the owners will reinvest with us and we keep moving forward
0: Okay, thank you to all my guests today. Lydia is with me to round off the show, talking from home in London, and that is not going to stop you having a good uh, look at the Breeders' Cup, Lydia, because I know it's something that you have been um, all over for an awful long time. Indeed, your own involvement with it massively predis- predate, predate, predates mine.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I, my first went along in 1998 when I was uh, covering it for the London Evening Standard Um and uh that would have be been at Churchill Downs um I haven't been for a while I would would really like to go and the worst thing about it this weekend is I mean I, I'm, I'm hoping I can pretty much guarantee that my niece isn't listening to this uh but she's um gone and <laughs> she's gone and got married going to get married um on the Saturday so I'm actually going to have to uh record all of the Breeders' Cup stuff yeah. and try and avoid all the results avoid social media plead with all, all, everyone who knows me not to give away the results and come home and on Monday try and watch the whole thing as live I don't oh. really break my chances do you
0: well I mean it, you'll be fine until somebody you've never met before weaves over the dance floor at <laughs> half past nine and goes modern games absolutely pissed out
3: <laughs> oh god oh god let's that that uh, on so many levels let's hope that doesn't happen
0: um right I'm clearly getting a bit delirious so you better <laughs> Bring some decorum back to proceedings and tell me what, you, what if any, uh, horses you do like over the two days.
3: Well, I do like Modern Games. I think he's got a, a banging chance in the Breeders' Cup mile. I'm really looking forward to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint, which is a sentence I never imagined. I know. Like, it's yeah, my nuts, isn't it? <laughs> so i mean we've got such a strong contingent from um from europe from from britain in particular i mean the platinum queen headed heads it obviously but then obviously i've been listening all about tyler's tribe as well and the unbeaten tyler's tribe so i'm looking forward to seeing him and love reigns from, from wesley ward i think that's just going to be such a good race obviously my heart is with Island princess for the readers cup turf sprint i don't see how it can be anywhere else it'd be interesting to see how she copes hi for princess her. what yes. did i say
0: Highland, but that's cool. Right. I I,
3: and I meant Highfield. I'm I'm looking at the word Highfield, and I managed <laughs> to say Highland, which is weird. Anyway, Highfield Princess, absolutely. Uh, who is he? Who's just had the most incredible season? And I was just so taken with her Nunthorpe win, and and the way that she was able to show pace four, or five furlongs. This is going to probably going to be another um another ball game you would think i think nashua's got a very strong chance in in the Phillies and mares um i realize this is a very partisan view of of, of it but we, that that's what happens to the breeders cup don't you you start sort of uh, dividing down nationalistic lines it's the only time that really you do it it's like it's like the rider cup isn't it and obviously nation's pride is very very progressive for um charlie appleby so i look forward to seeing him in the turf and flight line in the breeders cup classic like well, that's going to be a a fantastic way to end so yeah i'm really looking forward to it i'm hoping that i'm going to be able to enjoy it as live but i don't rate my chances
0: oh enjoy the wedding i don't i i, I honestly don't envy you though i'm sure your niece is delightful um <laughs> she so. is. and what about the um the other half similar i haven't met
3: him i haven't actually met him yet uh, yeah, I know it's extraordinary. It's a bit, it's, 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 it's. Uh, I don't know how that's happened. We just haven't haven't managed to 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 meet each other yet. So yeah. that's blame blame,
0: it, blame it on the pandemic. <laughs> um, and have you got a tip for me for the weekend from home?
3: I have. Yes, I'm going to the November handicap. So that's the three thirteen at Doncaster on Saturday, and I like the look of Metier uh returning to the flat in conditions that will likely suit uh harry Harry fry
0: Fry, the yeah oh my word
3: absolutely yeah absolutely i can really i mean looking at his uh flat form uh back in ireland when he last ran on the flat which was 1106 days ago well it will be um on saturday um it's it's good enough to feature anyway feeling that he sort of strengthened up and got older is particularly um, suited to the conditions harry fry knows him very well i just think he's uh, really interesting uh Safi osborne's taking off three pounds as well so that's a uh, metier uh, for the 313 at doncaster the november handicapped to round off the flats on the turf in britain
0: beautiful way of doing it that rounds off today's program as well which is coming to you from lexington kentucky as it will tomorrow on the first day of the breeders cup that'll be future stars friday with five grade one races that's it from me from lydia from all the team we'll see you again tomorrow bye bye. you've been listening to nick luck daily brought to you in association with fitzdares the racehorse owners association and thoroughbred racing commentary